y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. And this week, I am joined by Ashley Bottoms, the pastry chef of Clumpy's Ice Cream Company, which we all know and love. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, So let's get started. Um, How did you end up in the culinary world? What was your first foray into that? Um, So I always baked as a child, honestly. I was always under the feet of my mom and my grandma. So um, when I was happy or sad or stressed and like, elementary school to middle school and high school I was baking all the time especially high school yes especially especially <laughs> high school so in high school I was um I was visiting um a doctor like pretty frequently and I would always bake for him when I would go visit because that's what I did so I'm like mm-hmm. oh here's a cookie tray or here's some cupcakes and he's like oh are you considering going to culinary school and I was like um no like I didn't know that was an option and he's like yeah it's definitely an option um it's you know, you can specialize in baking and pastry. And I was thinking about going to school, like for something uh, like maybe pharmacy or um, something science related, because I was good at that. So I looked into it and he was like, you should look at Johnson and Wales. That's where Emerald Lagasse went. Oh, I I didn't know that. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll look into it. So at that time, um, they had just closed the campus in Charleston and they opened one in Charlotte. It was a brand new campus and it wasn't too far from my hometown which is Northeast Georgia. Awesome. So I decided to go that route. So I was going to school. I graduated. I was going to do just two years to get my associates in business. Um, I made it a year and I was like, I need to be working with my hands doing something. So I, but I had already been accepted for like the following year for culinary school. So I joined a nonprofit and moved to India and was doing um, volunteer work there for six months. And then I took the rest of the year off to travel and then I started culinary school. Oh, where did you travel in those six months? So I was in India, like in the northern Manali um, in the Himalayas for six months. And then I came back and I worked my first kind of kitchen job at Chili's. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I took off to Australia for two months. Oh, wow. Um, And then when I came back, I worked a different kitchen job um, before going to school. Awesome. That's some time very very random and fun yeah I had another friend who did a gap year between undergrad and grad school and she did Australia and New Zealand yes so it seems to be a popular spot for gap years yeah time I think it's a um someone I met in in India volunteering was on her gap year okay from Australia and she's like well I mean if you get more time off you should come visit it's a free place I was like absolutely so you did (laughs) so I went I think I left home I was 19 I left with like $600 wow for two months I had no idea what was going on hmm. and we just stayed in hostels it was fun you could never do that now <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> yeah $600 won't get you very far these days no unfortunately um so growing up what were some of your, some of your favorite things to bake so growing up I mean I kind of just did started with the easy bake so my at, parents still have my easy bake <laughs> in their basement. I had like multiple easy bakes. I was like wheeling and dealing with the easy bakes. 
Um, and then, I mean, I just really did small things at home. So, you know, cakes, cakes. I like to doing cakes, mm-hmm. cookies. I always um, made big cookie trays at Christmas and took them to like my favorite people at the post office and like the fire station. And I love baking at the holidays. Yeah. Um, so it really wasn't until I went to culinary school that I started. You know, I never played around with sugar work or chocolates or I, any really yeasted breads. I would do quick breads like muffins and that kind of mm-hmm. banana bread at home, but I never really did any of that until I went to school. So gained a lot of knowledge doing yeah, that. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, I've always been like really intrigued by the thought of like culinary school of any type. And I have this like strange fantasy in which I ditch my marketing career and go to culinary school, but I'll never actually do it. <laughs> um, what do you look back on as like your fondest memories from culinary school? So fondest memories. So I met a lot of um, good friends there. Um, and it was just really interesting to see where everyone ended up. Um, in the field, you know, like I work for an ice cream company and mm-hmm. I feel like that's just so specific and random, um, <laughs> but I have a good friend who stayed in Charlotte and then, um, one who does all the training for small cakes. Um, so that's she gets cool. to go and yeah, anytime a new store opens, she gets to go and train. So she's in Dubai like a year ago and I was just like, oh that gosh. is such a fun job. Yeah. And then a girl who's in India and she does fine dining. So it's interesting to see where everyone landed, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I learned a lot of, different styles of pastry. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever make another like four foot sugar sculpture in my life, <laughs> if there's a need for that, but it was a lot of really good knowledge. It was a good footing for mm-hmm. learning every aspect of pastry yeah. before like figuring out what you're interested in. So from culinary school, what was the next step? So culinary school required an externship. Mm-hmm. So because I had had those gen ed classes, I was only, I only went for a year and did all of the culinary labs, and then that summer I did my externship, which I actually did in bread um, because I I love eating bread. Oh, yes. I love bread. Um, So, and it was a paid externship. A lot of them aren't. So I was like, well, this will be good. So early mornings um, I did that, and then, so it was called Great Great Harvest Bread Company. Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's great. They're individually owned, and they do, they mill their own flour in-house. I mean... It's a really good product if there's one around you. So I did that, and then I got a job um, when that ended with, with the Biltmore State. Awesome. So I went there next. I love Biltmore. Yes. Yeah. What Beautiful. did you do at Biltmore? <laughs> so there's a restaurant there um, in Antler Hill Village that's, like, kind of attached to the winery called the Bistro. Um, so it's, like, more fine dining. So I did – I just was a pastry cook there. So two – maybe two days – out of the week, I did the bread shift early morning, and then the other nights, I closed on mm-hmm. the line. So being like a first year out of school, my schedule was all over the yeah. place. <laughs> but it was all plated desserts. We did have a small ice cream maker, so ice cream machines are expensive. So mm-hmm. they were like, okay, if we're going to get this ice cream machine, then um, you have to keep ice cream on the menu. So we always had a flight of ice creams and sorbets. Oh, that's um, cool. So that was really my first experience with ice cream. Awesome. What other kinds of things did y'all make there? So they had the wine cellar um, was attached to it. So they did like a lot of really intimate small weddings. So the executive pastry chef did a lot of really nice wedding cakes. Ooh, um, I but we, and then we had taste kind of like a tasting type situation with the winery. So we did a lot of like miniature desserts, miniature plated desserts um, to pair with that. And yeah, the menu rotated 
frequently and we used a lot of fruit and dairy and everything mm-hmm. off of the estate which was also really nice that pastry chef was great and she she didn't use any artificial colorings or flavors so it was a good place to be for my first job oh yeah uh so what was next after Biltmore where did you go after that so after Biltmore, I had one weekend off that year, and I got engaged. So what <laughs> a weekend! <laughs> I know. I was like, "Please, can I have off this one weekend?" And they're like, "Okay, it's not too busy. It's March." So um, we got engaged. My husband graduated that year and got a job in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So from Asheville, I went to Nashville, and my first job there was a shop. It's called Provence. I think it closed last year. Um, but they had a few like storefronts. It was all French pastries. Mm-hmm. So they had a really large um, production facility. And then they had trucks that come in every morning that took them out. So I was on an early shift doing all of the like pat macarons, all the like layered French mm-hmm. desserts. I, go. So I bake a little bit at home and I have tried my hand at Sorry, the, light, the, lights the lights just, just flashed. flashed. <laughs> there we are. Yeah, so I bake at home, and I've tried my hand at pâté and macarons, and I've I've done okay with the pâté but macarons are so temperamental. They're so finicky. I've made them four times, and I should have stopped after the second time yeah. because those were the best ones I made. I should have just ended on a high note, but pâté is actually really fun. Yeah, pâté is. Like, pretty easy to make. I think people don't even think to, like, that's something you can make at home, but it's really easy. The first time I made it, I was like, that's it? Yeah. (laughs) But it's so much fun, and I love pastry cream, so it's just an excuse to make pastry cream. Yeah, it's a carrier. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a vessel for that, really. Um, And then after Nashville, that's when we got you. Yeah. Chattanooga. Yes. So we um, hopped from there to Barista Parlor. So I dabbled in coffee for a minute, mm-hmm. and then we, we moved here, I think, in 2016, 2015. Um, I was at the Hot Chocolatier for a few months before coming on with Clumpies, and I think I came in. It'll be three years in March. Awesome. Oh. So coming up. Yes. Yay. Next month. That's awesome. <laughs> so moving on now that you're here, um, you're the pastry chef and ice cream per- person in charge of coming up with all these yeah. flavors. <laughs> What is your process like for creating all of these flavors? Where do you even start? Yeah, so I actually just spoke with some um, kids at Normal Park about the creative process last week, um, which was really fun. So I was like, you know, we always know what seasons are coming up, so those are pretty easy. So we have a classic menu of maybe 16 to 19 flavors that don't change. Mm -hmm. So they are classics like cookie dough, cookies and cream, chocolate, strawberry, and then we also have like more clumpies classic so the coconut almond chunk mm-hmm. um my dad loves that one yeah. by the way <laughs> everyone loves that our president loves it so much um i'm a cookie dough girl every yeah. single time i go into clumpies i get at least cookie dough every now and then i branch out and get cookie dough and something else okay. but <laughs> yeah. nine times out of ten it's just cookie dough yeah i'm a creature of habit and y'all's is so good well we make in the summer we probably make 120 pounds a week it's insane and we chop it by hand so yeah it's like when I first came on we purchased our cookie dough I mean like most places buy a lot of their inclusions and um then I I called order one day and it had phased out Mm. I was like it's the middle of the summer like gotta have our cookie dough it's like one of our most popular flavors so um we figured it out and now we make a lot of cookie dough it's probably our number one seller 
maybe cookies and cream, but they're really close. Mm -hmm. Is the cookie dough y'all use in your ice cream the same as you use for the ice cream sandwiches? Yeah. Those yeah. are also very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've learned a lot about cookie dough, um, you know, because it can't just be eggless. It has to be a heat-treated flour mm -hmm. because flour often has contaminants in it. So it's been fun sourcing. It's all a lot more these. complicated than people think. Yeah, specific ingredients. Yeah. Um, y'all tie in a lot of, um, you were saying like seasonal flavors and everything, but also y'all highlight a lot of local stuff too. You yeah. Use a lot of local products in your flavors. Yeah. So we try to do that as much as possible. So outside of just the seasonal menu. So we roll out the seasonal menu every three months. Um, so we're releasing spring on March 1st. And then in addition to that, we'll try and release any like holidays or special things that are going on in town. Mm -hmm. So St. Patty's is coming up. We'll release that. We'll release some specials for Easter that are specific. So that's kind of what the process looks like. Um, we take what is actually in season um, and then we'll take things, you know, at Christmas, not a lot is in season in the mm -hmm. winter in the, in the South. So we're like, okay, well, you know, this winter we did Divinity, which is just a candy that I made mm -hmm. growing up with my grandparents. So just take experience or what people, um, feedback we get. Mm -hmm. uh, that ice cream. Uh, I got, let's see, we got some of y'all's winter flavors at work, like right before Christmas. I'm trying to, we got the Mayan hot chocolate or yeah. the Mayan Mexican mm -hmm. hot chocolate, whatever it was. Um, the cranberry sorbet, um, the eggnog was really good. And I'm not usually not an eggnog fan, but I loved that one. The white chocolate peppermint is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. I got myself one. a pint of that for my birthday <laughs> once. <laughs> Did you get the pint pack? We did. Okay. The yes. six pint one of that was all the fun. flavors. We just launched that in December. Mm -hmm. So that's been really fun and yeah. also a learning experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> working with dry ice, working with, we track them like crazy. We're like, is it there? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dry ice is no joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's your favorite part of the flavor creation process? So if anyone's around me long, they'll tell you that I don't love trialing recipes like I want to make a recipe and I want it to work mm -hmm. like perfectly the first time <laughs> this has been a lot a lot of learning um so basically like you know we'll we'll test five different recipes and then we'll take what we like about each of them and then we'll make it to a recipe and then we have to test that in ice cream and see how it freezes like is it icy how did that react is it too hard when it's frozen um so the whole process is long it's not my favorite but I love the end product mm -hmm. of eating it. So. Have you ever had a flavor that like just didn't work out? Yeah, so we we joke about that too. My very first menu here, um, I coming from Nashville, it's a little different. Like I feel like the taste of Chattanooga is a little different than you know other mm -hmm. cities. So just learning the market. Um, so my very first menu had olive oil thyme. So I interesting. <laughs> I steeped thyme in olive oil and then put it in ice cream. Which olive oil is a very popular flavor in mm -hmm. Europe. Like, this is not something I created, but it did not <laughs> land well. People, it was definitely the slowest seller. Um, and then an avocado ice cream. Orange. I've seen that in multiple places, and I'm intrigued. Also good. There's so much fat in avocado, mm -hmm. so it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that menu. Uh, well, I did a lavender rose that went over pretty well. Ooh, okay. Um, and then... Very floral. Yes. So just learning what people like. And now it's pretty easy to be like, hmm, that's something familiar that people maybe would like and mm -hmm. order. 
but if it has a weird name, sometimes we'll just re- rename things and mm-hmm. it'll sell, you know. Branding is everything. Yeah, it's so <laughs> interesting. So, yeah, we've had a few. And some of my favorites, we did an orange almond sesame. That <laughs> It was an orange ice cream and it had an almond sesame tweel. Okay. So, like, a thin, crispy caramelized cookie throughout. And it was definitely the slowest seller on that menu, but my favorite. I could see the orange and almond doing well. Mm-hmm. The sesame is the like kicker ingredient in there. Yeah. But I could also see how it worked because the orange and sesame is that very like Asian type flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It was, um, sesame hasn't done super well. <laughs> we had a, <laughs> a chocolate tahini crunch on the menu. I remember that. Which also I thought was really great. Um, but people are apprehensive about the tahini, mm-hmm. the sesame. So they'll come yeah. around. Have you ever had a flavor that um, you really didn't think it would work, but it turned out to be an amazing seller? So we've had a few that, um, like the ice cream sandwiches, so like we make, you know, large sheet trays and then we punch out um, the circles to make the sammies, and we have a lot of scraps. We're like, oh, we have all these brownie scraps. Like, what can we do with them? Um, so we made burnt sugar brownie. Ooh, yum. So it's one of our most popular sellers, and it's just like all of our leftover brownies mm-hmm. with a dark caramel sauce. So. And right now you've got the strawberry brownie balsamic. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very good. Thank you. I yeah. tasted it a couple weeks ago. We love olive chattanooga. Um, we've done a few things with them. We did the um, lemon blueberry basil this summer. So is there Meyer lemon olive oil and basil olive oil? I have a bottle of the Meyer lemon in my cabinet at home. <laughs> so you should just pour it on top of ice cream. Good to know. Yeah. Olive oil ice cream. There it is. Yep. <laughs> I think I have some vanilla ice cream at home anyway. I'll have to try that when I get home tonight. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, perfect segue. Yes. We now have some of your spring and St. Patrick's Day flavors that we're going to tease a little bit. Yes. Um, what have we got? So we'll start with the four St. Patty's flavors. All right. Um, and there are spoons right here. So we do... Ice cream for dinner, guys. Yes. <laughs> and breakfast. We have Lucky Charms. <laughs> and we were just talking about that Lucky Charms beer, too. Yeah. That's supposed to come out only in Virginia, apparently. So any of my Virginia friends that are listening, if you want to get me a pack of it... That'd be nice. That'd be great. I would take some also. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we have Lucky Charms, which is a cereal-infused ice cream... Um, we just infuse it and then straighten the cereal out so you're not eating soggy cereal. Mm-hmm. And then we add in a ton of, like, rainbow marshmallows. Ooh. Let me try that one. Let's see. <laughs> um, and then we do um, an Irish coffee, which is, like, our espresso chocolate ch- chunk base mm-hmm. kind of. Um, That's with- incredible. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> it's fun, and it's really pretty when it scoops because the marshmallow is kind of bleeding and make like mm-hmm. a rainbow. I was afraid it would be too sweet, but it's like the perfect balance of sweetness but not overwhelming. It's a good one. So this is the Irish coffee. So that's coffee-based with Jameson whiskey and then chocolate flakes. Ooh. The boozy one. I have friends who will love this. It's a popular one. Mm. It's good. It would be good for a, like a take-home cocktail. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very smooth. Yeah. I am it's always like velvety. Yeah, the alcohol helps with that. Mm-hmm. Lowering the freezing point. So, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have pretzel stout. <laughs> there go the lights again. <laughs> there we are. 
Y'all did, um, one of the first flavors I ever had from y'all, actually, was the Whiskey Pretzel Crunch, which was quite good as well. Yes, that's another one that, that was started before I came on here. So, it's a cornflake, well, I think we did a pretzel and whiskey, but we also, the Whiskey Caramel Cornflake Crunch, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's probably our most popular. People are always, they just want it to live on the menu. And this is pretzel and stout? Yes, so that one is a Guinness base. And then it has a Guinness caramel, like a brown sugar caramel sauce, and then a malted pretzel crunch. Hmm. It's... I get the caramel at the front and the Guinness on the back. Yes. Yeah. And the pretzels are perfect. Good. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favorites, honestly. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And then we have Pot of Gold, which is a flavor we have every St. Patty's. It rotates out, um, and we just feature different... It's different every year. So this year we collaborated with um, Naked River Brewing with their Moon Pie Stout. So we made little marshmallows with the stout. Then we made a a stout fudge sauce for a swirl and then a graham cracker crumb. So it's like a deconstructed moon pie. Oh, wow. (laughs) Moon pie ice cream, man. Mm -hmm. Try to get a little bit of everything in one bite here. Oh, there's one of the marshmallows. There you go. It's fun. We're going to also have the um, mm. beer marshmallows for s'mores in the shops. Ooh. So you can get like a beer s'more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also as like a marshmallow option for your hot chocolate. I, y'all's is hot chocolate bar. Once I discovered that, I like rearrange my schedule so I can go. <laughs> it's kind of an obsession. But I love homemade marshmallows in general. Yeah. But putting a homemade marshmallow on top of hot chocolate just completely elevates it. Yeah. It gets all foamy and mm-hmm. delicious. The beer mellows are really good because it's it, it gets foamy and mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. So does the alcohol content like change at all how the marshmallows are made or is it pretty much? So marshmallows, you know, they're made with gelatin mm-hmm. typically. So we bloom the gelatin in beer um, and it kind of just acts the same. So you can also like, you could bloom gelatin in maple syrup and make maple marshmallows. Mm. Yeah, really any kind of liquid. liquid. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey marshmallows. Whiskey mar- yeah, that would be good. Bailey's marshmallows. That would, Bailey's would be good. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. We should do more with marshmallows. But then you have to cut them really tiny for ice cream, so mm-hmm. it's not one where you typically keep on the menu. <laughs> We'd, um, we did a special one for Tennessee Valley Railroad, and it's a smoked marshmallow. Ooh. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. It's like a rocky, we call it Rocky Railroad, and it's a um, play on Rocky Railroad. Or um, Rocky, Rocky Road, Rocky Road mm-hmm. yeah, which is also asked for. Yes. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And then the spring menu. So, yeah. Okay. There we go. Spring. Okay. So we have the four St. Patty's that are coming out March 1st, and then we're going to release four early spring flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have raspberry meringue, which is this guy, mm-hmm. and it's a vanilla scented ice cream with a house-made tart raspberry sauce, and then meringue pieces so meringue is interesting it's very colorful guys yeah it's pretty you kind of get like little pockets of meringue pieces interesting texture i like that a lot i love the the raspberry complements the like base ice cream very well thanks um it's fun i think we should put more more meringue in things Mm -hmm. 
It'd be good with like an Earl Grey, like a little Ooh. cloud. <laughs> and I love Earl Grey too. Yeah. London Fog ice cream. Yes. Yeah. So. I've made London Fog cupcakes before. They yeah. were okay. Were they good? I think for the Earl Grey to carry, maybe if you steeped it in milk mm-hmm. and then put it in there. I'll have to try that next yeah. time. Yeah. I don't remember how I did it, but it wasn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. Yeah. So this is Nutella Crunch, which is a... I've been excited about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen y'all teasing it on Instagram, and I'm like, I'm excited about Nutella. (laughs) People love this flavor. I think it's been on the last three years menu Mm -hmm. at some point in the year. It's kind of a non-seasonal season. Yeah. Uh, So what's the crunch made out of? So it's called fouillotine, which is commonly used... um, by pastry chefs, it's basically broken crepes. Like okay. Tiny little broken crepes. So we fold that with Nutella and then coconut oil to keep it crispy once mm-hmm. it gets into the ice cream. And then the base is Nutella. Ooh, yum. Alright, let's get a nice... Oh, there's a big piece yeah, of crunch there. there. you go. <laughs> a plus. Yay! <laughs> Delicious. Um, yeah, it's it'll probably be our most popular on this menu. People really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then next up is carrot cake. Ooh, yes, this is one of my favorites. So it's a cinnamon-based ice cream, and then it has swirls of cream cheese icing and pieces of carrot cake. Ooh, um, it's pretty fun. You see a chunk of cream cheese frosting right there. there. <laughs> it's probably pretty good serving Ooh. temperature. This one's pretty fun. We're going to release another, like, a coconut one mm-hmm. closer to Easter. So once the St. Patty's flavors kind of rotate out, mm-hmm. we'll add in four more spring flavors. Awesome. Yeah. That one, I imagine, um, being really good for people who don't have, like, a huge sweet tooth, but mm-hmm. every now and then, like, want something, that's – the carrot cake ice cream is for those people. It's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the cream cheese frosting. Sweet. Um, and then this is pina colada. Ooh. So this is a dairy-free ice cream. It's made with coconut milk and coconut cream. Okay. And pineapple. Yum. And then it has rum. So we've been working on our dairy-free options, which is a science. So we've been mm-hmm. playing around with different bases. Coconut cream and milk have been working well for us because there's a lot of fat and coconut cream, so mm-hmm. it kind of mimics the butterfat. Um but we've been trying some different things mm-hmm. to offer more things. I like that a lot. Um, it kind of has like a similar texture to a sorbet, mm-hmm. but it doesn't taste like a sorbet. Yeah. It's not quite as icy. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. I think this would also be good for a cocktail. Oh, yes. <laughs> All my bartender friends who yep. are listening. Come see us. So, and then we have two that are thin mint. Um, this is just like a dairy. This one's the dairy. Thin mint. And then this one is the dairy-free mm-hmm. thin mint. What do you use for the dairy-free version? So we've been playing around with some plant-based cream, and it uses peat protein. Okay. Um, and then coconut milk. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few partners who work for us that are vegan. So then they were like, Ashley, thin mints are vegan. You've got to make a dairy-free. Oh, they are. And I was like, oh, shoot. Of course. <laughs> so... That's it. That tastes just like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a chocolate, yeah, it's a chocolate based ice cream with mint and then six pounds of broken up thin mints. It's a lot of 
Thin Mints. Yeah, it's a lot. And how many boxes of Thin Mints did you say you ordered recently? So I, I ordered 54 boxes. I put it on my personal Instagram and people were like, you have a problem. And I was like, you have a problem. <laughs> so, it's for a good cause. Yeah. Supporting the girls. I got a really sweet handwritten note. So. All right. This is like the dairy-free version. It's the dairy-free. Hmm. If you hadn't told me it was dairy-free, I would never have known. Yay. That's awesome. Same for that one. The pina colada. Hey. Yeah. Right. Those are all incredible. Thank you. I, is this one just called like Lucky Charms? Yes. I cannot wait to see that on the menu. Lucky Charms. I will be getting it with my cookie yes. dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd probably be pretty good together. And the pot of gold one is also fantastic. Yes, I'm excited for that. We just done mm-hmm. it over to Naked River um, yesterday, so I'm excited to see if you like it. Yeah. I, I don't under- do I it. don't know why anyone wouldn't. But <laughs> Yeah. I don't trust anyone who doesn't like moon pies. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually in Charlotte this weekend and um, at like a charity event and there's a moon pie like sitting on the table for the dessert. And I was like, <laughs> my people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, these are from Chattanooga. And they're like, no way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. My parents live about an hour northeast of Charlotte. Okay. Um, they're outside of Albemarle and my dad loves moon pies and I always try to take him some because... The ones they get at their grocery stores, like, aren't as fresh. Oh. So I always try to take them some. Yeah. I really want to tour Moon Pie. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not a thing. Yeah. But if you're Did it there, used to be? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I just want to see how they pipe marshmallows and it not BMS. Right. How does that happen? Right. I would like to know. Mm-hmm. We've, um, we've made some push, like, some push pop uh, Moon Pies. For a, an event when they celebrated their 100 years, mm-hmm. we won the blue ribbon. I so, um, they did like a big thing at the market for it. Yeah, right. Yeah, because like everything about that at the market was <laughs> the lights don't like us. <laughs> but yeah, they had like moon pie everything that day, and I was just in heaven. Yes. I was like moon pie. Yeah, they had like a moon pie the size of the table mm-hmm. and they were cutting it. I was like, it was like wow. the world's biggest moon pie or something. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> random. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I love all of these. Thank you. I'm so excited. We're excited to get them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you say were debuts for these? Some of these on March 1st? Yes. All of these will go in the case on March 1st, which is the Friday. We try and launch things on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Just Get the weekend crowd. Hype people up for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been absolutely lovely. Thank you so much for letting me sample these and get a sneak peek. Um, is there anything else um, we haven't covered that you would like to touch on? I don't think so. Great. I think that's about it. Oh, one thing that a friend wanted me to ask. No. Have you ever considered making an ice cream that is just all sprinkles everything? Sprinkles like everything. Every kind of sprinkles in ice cream. Yeah. It's a good idea. I feel like it would be very, very colorful. It would be. <laughs> yeah. I love specialty sprinkles. Mm-hmm. We got some fun ones for um, the unicorn hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. So fancy sprinkles. Um, they make some really fun, like metallic sprinkles. Mm-hmm. I get ads for them on Instagram all the time. Yeah. They target They target you. <laughs> <laughs> they really do, yeah. actually. <laughs> like, you know your audience. <laughs> All right, we'll consider that. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. I think that they would, like, scoop nicely. Yes, it, they would scoop, I think, about as well as the um, Lucky Charms marshmallows would. Yeah, we did one, we called it Sweet 16, 
with a bunch of like the fun fetty cookies that we have in the shop. So mm-hmm. it was like a sugar cookie with sprinkles. Um, and it was a white chocolate ice cream with sprinkles all in it. Ooh. So I think we'll bring that back maybe when we have an anniversary. I think it's our 20th year. Oh, wow. She opened in 99. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. And then we opened um, the shop on the south side last May. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the south side shop year. is within walking distance of my office. Okay. Yeah, that's a problem. Which is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> I walk by it, and I'm just like, because I, I like to go work at Wildflower or Frothy Monkey, and I yeah. always walk by it. I'm just like, don't do it, Kate, don't yeah. do it, but also do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, my scoop of cookie dough, like usual. Yeah. Um, also, another flavor y'all had recently that I meant to tell you was delicious was the red velvet. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I people, people like the cake ice creams, because mm-hmm. I think if they're in small enough pieces and they... By the time it's scooped and like given to you, it's not frozen. Right. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. It's like a birthday party. Yep. The yeah. red velvet cake was very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will wrap up there. Um, where can we follow you and Clumpies on the internet to learn more and stay in touch on more flavors? So Clumpies is just clumpies.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there you can go to shop and you can order like the pint packs. Um, we always have the um, like classic clumpies classic scoop shop classics and then we'll by the season release like six pints mm-hmm. um, so that's available there I think it's just clumpies on Instagram mm-hmm. and then my handle is AE bottoms awesome that's a lot of my dog <laughs> it's okay mine's a lot of my cat <laughs> so there's that awesome well I will plug all of that in the show notes so everyone can find you and follow along Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Ashley. This has been a delight. Um, Cannot wait to get more of this later. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Awesome. This has been another episode of the Dugabell Podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. And I will catch y'all.